You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You push play and they'll push the limits. time here and we are back with another episode of the cinnamon and sugar podcast Ooh, it's been a big weekend in the wrestling industry boys as i see our boy d got his aew shirt on uh, and i don't even want to talk to y'all I you know you know what we because you don't want to talk to us we ain't even gonna talk about it we're just gonna let it slide we're just gonna let it slide we ain't gonna talk about it we ain't gonna address it we didn't even got to ask what you did this weekend because we know we don't want to trigger you, time. We could just go right into the podcast right. if that's what you want to do. Because right. I, I understand that, you know, there are some people here that are upset and wasn't able to make it to certain things. Uh, AEW. And, you know, I, I, I get it. I mean, we could kick this thing off with wrestling. We could kick this thing off with Shikari Richardson. I mean, we could kick this thing off about time. Uh, just being a homebody. I mean, we could talk a lot of things today. Which direction time do you want to go in since we're not going to talk about what we did this weekend because we don't want to trigger you? I do appreciate you guys uh, doing that, even though, you know, because I've already been mi- missing our WrestleMania trips, and then y'all just going to go and watch CM Punk, whatever, but it's okay. I, I ain't going to say nothing. I ain't going to say nothing. But while we're talking wrestling, let's just go ahead and jump into wrestling. I- I want to hear what y'all thought about this CM Punk pop. Everybody was, it was trending on Twitter all day. Happy CM Punk day. What did you guys think about it? Was it everything you expected? Absolutely. Uh, it was actually more than I expected. Uh, and I'm going to go first here, Gary, because I'm the CM Punk fan here. I mean, you're kind of a punk fan, but not really. Uh, but like, I'm a punk punk fan. Like, uh, since the, like before the pipe bomb, because I thought his mic skills were absolutely unbelievable. But I'll, I'll tell you, it was absolutely electrifying. And having him get on the mic and talk about, you know, what he's gone through in the seven years and, and he- hear him talk about, you know, being mentally and physically and emotionally uh, out of the game, like completely tapped. Like, I, you know, I've been there. I know. I completely understand. Uh, where he's coming from when he was saying he was completely tapped and it just he wasn't good for wrestling and wrestling wasn't good for him he stepped away from seven years he got what it is he had to get together obviously he had a baby with aj uh um and you know i don't know when she's coming back but you know obviously they had the baby and they had the family you know he he dabbled in some other stuff but ultimately we know that wrestling is the cream of the crop as it relates to cm punk and seeing him come back and being so thankful for being in the situation that he is, because he's over. He's more over than any wrestler, in my opinion, that has ever wrestled. Because for eight years or for seven years, in in stadiums and gyms and arenas across the world, CM Punk was that name that everybody would chant and say uh, when they was disagreeing with authority or management. Uh, because, you know, obviously WWE didn't want it on their their site, but you can't help it if everybody chanting that during a boring match. Uh, and, you know, let Stephanie just say something once or twice or a few times or whatever the case may be. But this is how he's transcended wrestling because his shirt went on sale completely after when he took his hoodie off and completely sold out in like 15 seconds. The line was around the building, upstairs, downstairs, and in other locations just to get his T-shirt. 
uh, and they were selling it online for four or five or six times, you know, his price. At this point right now, September 5th, it was already sold out before CM Punk was even announced on the card uh, to begin with. And not only did they announce him on that September 5th card, but he's going against Darby Allen, who is what? In a faction or has a ring guy by the name of Sting, one of the biggest guys. And we're sitting there and we're watching CM Punk in the ring in Chicago. And there's Darby Allen and Sting and the Raptors. And nobody's chanting for Darby Allen and Sting. And these guys are really good wrestlers. But because of what CM Punk, uh, in quote, in the wrestling business, played the ultimate price, because when I say he paid the ultimate price, he got uh, wrestlers better contracts because of what he wanted. And, you know, it kind of transcended sports. I mean, he did that. And he paid the ultimate price by sitting out seven years and coming back. And now, you know, he's only for the fans. <laughs> so, uh, time, does it sound like D had something to say about CM Punk? He went on a long rant, huh? Just a little bit. For a when second, this is there, more I thought about he was talking about Undertaker. General this weekend. There was a lot of wrestling this weekend, obviously. And there's even more because of NXT was last night as well. So you have three days of wrestling, and they've all tried to top each other. Obviously, you had CM Punk coming back on Friday. You had guest appearances by Brock Lesnar on Saturday. You had Becky Lynch coming in back on Saturday. Boo! Boo! I love Becky Lynch, but that was Boo. terrible. We'll give it to us. Sorry, oh, go ahead. Well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But that's the thing. Is like, so I will say CM Punk coming back was probably the biggest, biggest thing for wrestling. I will say I, it hurts me to say this. It pains me to say this. WWE had a good job when Cena came back. It, the pop was outrageous, and I'm not a Cena fan, but because he's been gone in movies and people love him still, he got great pop when he came back uh, trying to do his title shot with uh, against Reigns at SummerSlam before all that. But I will say, like you said, CM Punk's been gone for seven years, so everybody's been clamoring for him versus been gone for a couple months or a year. Seven years is a long time. Especially when somebody who was like in his prime at that point decided to walk away. So it is definitely going to be interesting to see how they handle everything and they deal with everything. I think it's a great match with Darby Allen because I think Darby Allen and him can put on a great show because there's no limits. They'll do everything. Darby Allen's already yeah. proven he'll do anything he needs to do because that's what he is. And then, I, so just in general, I thought this weekend was good for wrestling in some parts and it's bad in some parts. Obviously, AEW was a show. It wasn't a pay-per-view. The biggest thing was CM Punk being back. The rest of the matches were very lackluster, to be honest. Yeah. They weren't yeah. very entertaining. Squash yeah. matches. Nothing super crazy. Yeah. SummerSlam had a couple decent matches. When, and then they had the terrible squash. Just, 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 just real quick, who was your favorite match in SummerSlam? Like, who would you, who would you give match of the night to? And uh, against... Uh, Everything that happened in wrestling this weekend, who would you give the match of the night to or the match of the weekend to? Uh, I'll give you some some time to think about it. But, Tom, what, what do you think about the wrestling just overall for this weekend? And then kind of ponder that question that I just asked Gary in terms of best match of the weekend. Well, for me, obviously, I think CM Punk's return was the biggest. And like match, match. Well, match. That's I know, not a I match. know, I know. I'm, well, I'm just, well, he's sitting in general first. Oh so yeah, in general, talking. yeah. You got to talk about. Go ahead, Mom. I'm sorry. <laughs> that 
dang, can I live out here? <laughs> <laughs> so I was going to say is, yeah, so obviously CM Punk, kind of like what Gary uh, uh, you know, alluded to, um, the time is just the biggest factor there. So, you know, he's been gone seven years. It would have been like if Barry Sanders retired and came back and played for the, the Packers or something. You know, it's crazy. So everybody hype is hype, you know, that he's back. It'll be interesting to see what, what happens. Is it going to be one of those where it's like he's going to come back and everybody's going to be like, oh, now he messed up his career because, oh, he's not everything we thought. Because, you know, we talk about it all the time, like leaving on a high or like retiring yeah. on a high. Is he going to come back and continue that and continue to reinforce why people love him so much? Or is he going to come back and people are going to be like, oh, wait, this isn't what I thought CM Punk returning would look like. So that'll be interesting for me to see moving forward. My biggest uh, I don't know, whatever you want to call it, you know, disappointment for this weekend is definitely what they did to Bianca Belair during the Becky Lynch match or, you know, Bianca Belair, Becky Lynch. Like, what in the world? I mean, I understand you want to bring Becky back and everybody's excited to have her back. But to to do that to Bianca? No, I agree. I think it, it it's just they straight squashed her. They built her up so much for the last basically almost a full year they've been building her up and all this stuff and it just didn't make sense and it was very i guess clustered because everything built up was sasha versus bianca sasha yes, versus bianca yes. everything and what then, happened to sasha what happened they, to sasha? No, nothing was ever truly said they just said she wasn't yeah. going to compete so nothing's truly came out about it and right. then you just gave becky lynch the shot to come back and then you squash bianca if anything, you just have Bianca win, and then you have Becky Lynch come out at the end and say, hey, I'm back. I want my shot at the next pay-per-view. And you set it up because, to me, you just ruined everything you did with Bianca. All credibility with Bianca is gone now, in my opinion, because you just ruined it. She means nothing. Nobody should be able to beat Becky Lynch yeah. because she just dominated everything. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to tell you what happened, in my opinion, as it relates to the wrestling business. Everybody in the wrestling world knew that CM Punk was coming back on Friday. They they just didn't know how it was going to be announced. So from what I was told that AEW was going to initially say, hey, they was going to do a video package with CM Punk and say, hey, you know, CM Punk is all elite. Well, when it was trending that it was CM Punk day, I'm thinking Tony Khan it was like, hey, CM Punk, we need you to come out, man. You know, speak to the crowd. Go ahead and get them juiced up. We know we got you on the car for September 5th, but we need you to come out here, man, and go ahead and get, you know, in your ring gear. We need to sell some T-shirts. You come out, you say your little piece. That's why he wasn't ready to say what he said, or he didn't have a speech prepared because everything was kind of on the fly. Well, because it was on the fly and it got such a rounding, like, uh, just an amazing ovation, WWE panicked. And was like, damn, we don't know that we have Brock Lesnar for sure. Is Brock Lesnar enough to offset um, uh, to offset what CM Punk just did at AEW? So what we got to do? We got to bring back Becky Lynch. But how can we maximize the fact that we brought back the man, Becky Lynch, because nobody knew that she was coming back? So how can we how can we make this a uh, uh, how can we overshadow the fact that CM Punk came back in AEW and it was glorious on a Friday show that's not even their main show and it outdo what you did at SummerSlam? So how how can we how can we get those views? How can we get that 
that that jaw dropping moment. We get Breaking Lynch back. We bring her in. She beat up Carmelo, throw her out of the ring, and then she take she she dominated Bianca Flair. It took them forever to get her to where she, <laughs> she just, is. She just combined two of the greatest women wrestlers today, Bianca Flair. I mean, she not did. Bianca. I mean, yeah, I said, yeah, Bianca Belair. Gotcha. Yeah, Bianca Belair. Like I, I, I'm just like they buried her quick. And like she was an afterthought. So if I'm Bianca, like how do I, I? I see what y'all. I mean, how I feel and like how I am in this business. I thought I was gonna be the one that you know carried a strap, carried this company on my back until you know what I'm saying Becky Lynch come back or like at least start a feud or something. You well, know they they just, missed the they missed it on this, bro. They, well, they they missed it. Just imagine if there was nothing wrong with Sasha Banks and they just pulled Sasha and said, hey, we're gonna let Becky win this. We don't want you to have to go against. Her, we'll let you feud with Becky later. How how does that make you feel if you're Sasha? Oh, sorry, you don't get your SummerSlam moment. We're pulling you. Like Becky Lynch is getting that moment because like, we got to put the strap on Becky. Like oh, that's like uh, that would to me that I, if I'm a wrestler, I'm like, well, I don't want to be here then at that yeah. point because then you mean nothing to them. And, and I think both pops between Brock and Becky doesn't really. Hold a candle at CM Pump. Nah, but I will say about the Brock Lesnar one, he looked in great shape. He slimmed down. He looked good. He didn't slim down, Gary. He, he was not. The same he has a beard, bro. No, he, That's he, the only his difference. Body, his body he has a is beard. not as wide as Bro, he, he has a beard, and I he think, never. What the hell are you talking? And he has a ponytail, bro. I'm about to say, Gary, a, Gary, Gary has a ponytail brother now. I think that's what Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but, but I can't say this, though. WWE, they missed the ball. They they missed the ball twice, SummerSlam. And I'm going to tell you why they missed the ball twice. And, again, I'm going to have the same attitude September 5th when AEW has their pay-per-view. I'm going to grade it the same way that I'm grading WWE. So Darby Allin and CM Punk and everybody that's on that card give us a great show. Uh, not because, I mean, we hold a candle or even move the needle when it comes to people listening to us about wrestling, but because we care as fans. So give us your best. But as it relates to WWE, man, they missed it on that. And the Bobby Lashley Goldberg, like, what the hell? Why? I what actually think it, it changed in the middle of the match. I think Goldberg truly got hurt at some point, and then the whole thing just flipped because of it. Oh, uh, It was awful, bro. It was absolutely uh, I was like, okay, I knew it was going to be bad, but I thought maybe they was going to do, like, some big man work. Uh, he was going to hit him with, you know, one or two, three spears, and it was just going to be legendary, like spear for spear. But none of that happened. It was just a... If you look at it, so Goldberg struggled picking him up for a suplex, struggled picking him up for a body slam, almost threw him on his head whenever he threw him off the top ropes. And then uh, he tried, and then uh, he almost landed on his head, getting like hip tossed or something from him. I think he was truly hurt. I think he got hurt at some point in that match, and everything flipped. The Uh whole... Script of the movie of the match flipped. Okay. Well, did, so, did y'all see the the video that was going around yesterday where uh, MVP hits Goldberg in the knee and it takes him like two three seconds to react to it? It's like he almost <laughs> forgot to react to it. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and then on top of that, and 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 with me saying that, I, I I do I do have to say this, and and y'all can give me shit all y'all want to because I know y'all don't like it. The 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 good matches that came out of this weekend. I'm gonna say CM Punk coming back. Granted, it wasn't a match, but I have to say that because there was nothing on the AEW card 
that just kind of really jumped out at me. Well, it know? wasn't a pay per view. Uh, it was a normal TV. Yeah, it, it, was, it, it wasn't a pay per view. Right. It was normal. It was normal TV. But I'm I'm a graded from this weekend, just like I said. But I I do have to say this about WWE. There was two matches that I was very impressed with, and I I'm gonna go match of the night. I'm gonna go Seth Rollins and Edge. That was a really good match in my opinion. And the match after that, which I know this is where y'all give me a hard time, but the John Cena and Roman Reigns match wasn't bad, bro. It was actually really. Well, you're not gonna good. get that from time because time loves both of them. Ah, okay, but I'm talking about you. It was a really good match, though. So I'm basically yeah. talking to you. It was a good match, bro. And and the way that they ended it with Brock Lesnar coming back added the fuel to the fire. Because now, what does Paul Heyman do? Like, is this a custody battle? Like, uh, the, I mean, what, what does Brock want? Like, there's a lot that you can do there. And I think this right here is the only thing that WWE has because Paul Heyman is really, really good on the mic. And well, I think that he can really, just his reactions and everything, can really sell this, this match. Well, I will say that... Um... Times thought of The Rock being at WrestleMania against Roman Reigns isn't looking very well just because of Lesnar being back. I feel like they're going to try and build this feud out and have it something at WrestleMania because you can't do Cena versus Lesnar again. I feel like it's going to be, and again, Reigns and Lesnar's been done multiple times. It's a different type of Reigns now, so it would be interesting because it's basically you're making Brock a the heat the 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 hero. And then yeah. Reigns is the villain now. So you're Fatal basically flipping ways. Fatal four-way coming to WrestleMania. There's no point for Rock. John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Roman Reigns, and The Rock, baby. There's, Come but on. the thing is, there's no yeah. benefit for The Rock to be in it. I know. It would have made sense of what you were saying, that if Reigns got ahead of himself and saying he's the best of this, blah, blah, all his best in his family and stuff like that, and you're forgetting about The Rock, then you can build it up. Right. But yeah. here, here's the thing. You know, this is how I think you can bring him into it. Obviously, you got the chief family angle with Roman Reigns. Right. You got Cena, who's been taking over Hollywood with you know different movies he's been in. Hey, I'm I'm just I just want to make sure I put this out there. I, I I don't know if any of y'all seen Suicide Squad, but John Cena was fucking trash in that movie. I don't know <laughs> if that was just the character. I don't know if like his act like he lost his acting skills from the Fast and the Furious series. But it was ass, man. His acting was absolutely well, atrocious. That movie and was I'm going to point that out. Oh, like movie, I, I will say that movie was better than the first Suicide Squad. Uh, and that's, that, and that, that that's ain't all. saying much. Yeah, it's not saying much at all. <laughs> I, I'm just letting you know. Like, I understand that, like, he's a very big actor to some people. But that, that, that role right there, he probably, I don't know. I don't know when they say, hey, you know, I, I don't know what it offered him. Well, I'd have turned that one down. Well, don't worry. He's got a TV show of the same character coming out soon. But finish your thought, Time. Well, I was just saying, so you got that. And then as far as Brock Lesnar, you know, you kind of always kind of have that Brock and Rock connection. uh, From They've had some epic battles. I don't know how you work Brock into the angle as much. But, I, I, you know, everybody knows The Rock's my favorite uh, wrestler of all time. So anytime I get to see The Rock come back, I would love to. I don't think he has... So, like you say, he doesn't have anything to gain from coming back, so I don't know that he will, if he, unless he just has the itch to come back. But I think he would have say? to be like this. I think he'd come back for the the chief story, because the storyline would have to make sense for him. I don't think he would do it for a fatal four way. But uh, 
to me, going to the matches, we were talking about matches. I agree with you. I think the Edge and uh, Seth Rollins was the best. I think the second best was the Triple Threat Women's Championship match. And then I thought the Reigns and Cena was third. What? Mm-hmm. You, bro, that was so obvious. We all knew Charlotte. Well, we knew who was going to win. Yeah. But I'm just saying, it was still entertaining. Really? We knew who was going to win the Reigns one, too, because Reigns said he's walking away if he loses. He's not walking away. He's one of the hottest guys right now. Yeah, but, like, it, they made it. It, it. it was very intense. It was, like, with him the being. Old, the only one you didn't know who was going to win was the Edge and Seth Rollins because it could have yes. went either way. Yes. Yes, and that's why it was the best match because they did a really good job of shielding who was going to win it and but how they were going to win it. I, I'm sorry, Time. I hate to do this to you, but I am not a fan of them just to hype up Roman Reigns calling John Cena the GOAT because he's not the GOAT. Who called him that? <laughs> that's all yeah, they said in the whole announcing. They were like, oh, it's Roman Reigns the best now versus the GOAT beating the goat that's all they kept talking about how Cena's uh, the goat and trying to hype reigns up that he's beating the goat he's not the goat i'm sorry he's not no, even he's not. In the top five <laughs> i feel yeah no i i mean i like cena but i don't think he's you know i like reigns too but yeah i wouldn't put cena in my top five of all-time wrestlers i do think he's great and he carried a a generation of uh, wrestling that when they needed somebody um but yeah no no, no yeah he's not the goat not even close <laughs> But, oh, you know, and speaking of, this is kind of a sidetrack, but while we're uh, talking about fighting and wrestling and stuff, and it kind of just popped in my head, kind of tying into D'Angelo's Steeler ties, have y'all seen that video of the wife yelling at the Steeler fan in front of her? And like they're like going back and forth. It's a oh, guy, yeah, and, and the weird. husband, and the husband's trying to tell her, like, calm down, sit down. And then, uh, yeah, she smacks him. The guy gets upset, and then obviously the husband jumps in, trying to protect his wife, and gets himself knocked out. Yes. What? What? What do y'all think about that situation? Are Are you talking to your okay. wife afterwards? What you? Had? Okay. So, so this is this is what's funny because Gary looked like he hadn't seen it, but I, I'm, you, you, you go ahead and watch it, Gary, because it's only like maybe 20, 30 seconds. It's actually a really funny video. But because we know the end result, I not knowing the end result, this guy did the absolute right thing. Hey, he was trying to calm her down. Like, hey, look, we don't want this problem. We on higher ground. And then when you fight and you got higher ground in the stadium, you're going to lose. Because the guy that you got to you punching down, he punching up. He got a little bit more force. And it, he got caught, knocked him out cold. And it was because she, I don't know what they was arguing about. I, I really don't. I honestly don't. First of all, if you know that your husband can't fight or he's susceptible to get knocked out, don't start no shit with nobody. If you know that your your man ain't got the jaw that he need to have in order to protect you. It, yeah, uh, it was bad, bro. It was and, and it was it was awful because it looked like it could have been prevented because she obviously got upset. He was upset. They was yelling, but she ain't had to put his hand, she ain't had to put her hands on him. Everybody wrong in this instance. Her putting her hands on him, him putting her hands on her, him putting his hands on him. Like nobody should have put their hands on anybody at a preseason football game. If you're right, not an right. Oakland Raider fan, bro, <laughs> and you're playing the San Francisco 49ers, this kind of conduct is not condone. We don't we don't condone this. All right. <laughs> you know how you avoid this? How's that? You don't go. 
<laughs> you don't <laughs> watch it on TV, and you don't have to worry about it. All right. Like, but okay. I, no, I just watched it. I, she screwed her husband basically. Right. Like, what like, do you do as a husband? Do you have to fight, or do you sit there like I? trying to fight he was just trying to separate because he thought he was going to swing at her and i don't think he was trying to fight to start but then when he started swinging because he yeah. did connect with the wife once yeah. and then i think that's when he went but at that point hey you're not it's not going well for you and he looked older too yeah he didn't look he did like look a fry yeah. young guy he looked older who got rocked yeah yeah he did and like so so what are you <laughs> as an <laughs> eyewitness like what are you telling people like they have like the cops come over there they put my man in handcuffs to just knock this other man out. Do you be like, hey, no, he ain't started. He well, just you, hear, you hear at the end of the video, the people in the background are saying, I know you probably didn't listen to it with sound, Gary, but at the end of the video, people are saying, she slapped him first. She I slapped think they him. Both, they both should. Because uh, he, he did hit the woman, too. So he did I, both. <laughs> so I think, but he hit the guy who's bro, just trying to defend at that point. He was throwing haymakers, oh, yeah. bro. I'm so talking about he was, he was arrested. Bro. It was, the only one that's not arrested is the husband that got knocked out. It was to take the glasses <laughs> off it for me. That's what you that's what you're like, all right. That's what you need to start reevaluating. I'm like, oh, he's yeah. ready, ready. <laughs> I, I got a, I got another question that's off topic that I had this weekend that popped up in my head. It's a really good question, but it's it's kind of confusing. Hear me out. You'll get what I'm asking. So if if there's a 46 story building and you're on the 13th floor or maybe you're on the fifth floor of the hospital and the hospital catch on fire or this building catch on fire you don't suppose to use the elevators correct correct how do you get people down in wheelchairs carry them bro if i'm on the 33rd floor you want me to carry boy carry them or put them in the little food thing that goes up and down <laughs> and just and just lower them down. <laughs> Do you listen? Yeah, bro, what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? You, you seen yeah. You seen H two O? They get oh, that thing and pull himself up to the next level to get away from Michael Myers. Same thing, bro. This is a serious question. I'm giving you a serious answer. Hospitals, I'm sure, have them. So why wouldn't you just do that if you can't those use things, the elevator? Those things are called dumb waiters, bro. There you go. They go to the dumb waiter. <laughs> the reason why I ask this question is because even, you know what I'm saying, on the fifth floor of a hospital, there's no ramp to get them down. And if you're you're not supposed to use elevators when when the building or the structure is on fire or whatever, how do you get those down? It's so, a, it's a legit. Serious. Honestly, though, other than the dumb waiter, which is probably the obvious choice, I think you just take them in their wheelchair and you go down backwards because long as they're in it, you have control and you're in control how fast they're going down. Long as you walk down the, you're gonna have to walk down the steps backwards, but that way you have control of the car because you can't go forward, but you can bring them down backwards so they're going down, leaning back like you're in a chair, and then you. Walk them all the way down. It might take a long time, but that would be the only way you could do it. And honestly, I'm, I'm willing to bet that hospitals probably don't have people that aren't able to hire up for that reason, though. But I'm, see, even if they're even, but yeah. but if they're on the fifth floor, I mean, they're in the hospital for a reason. There's some people that can't leave their hospital beds. So if they can't leave their hospital beds and they're not on the first floor, because ICU is the first floor is usually, and that's because of that reason, is because 
you know, getting up and down the steps or the elevator is very tough for those that are in ICU. But even those that are like, you know, are doing well, but still can't get out of the bed. If you got to push them out in the bed and something happens and you don't have an elevator, bro. I like, think I, you're, I don't, you're carrying the gurney down the stairs. Listen to what you're saying, Gary. What How else many are you gonna doctors do? and nurses you know that are strong? What like are you going to do, carry people? But what you don't the have hell a is wrong with you? But you don't have a choice at that moment. I, I was giving you time to think. And, and there's you no, there's squandered no that opportunity by just jumping out there and just throwing because out. The best options are the dumb waiter, and you're going to have to carry them, or you're just going to have to walk them down the wheelchair backwards. That's the only options. If the elevators don't work, there's not another way. Well, it's not that they, it's not that they don't work. It's just that when when a building's on fire or any collapse or anything right. like that, like how are we getting our handicapped out? That's how I just told you those three ways. Okay. All right. Throw them over your shoulder and carry them down. Like I, I don't even know why I talk to you, bro. Tom, can you well, give Tom, me something? What would you think? Can, can you give me something professional, man, I'm, that'll I'm sound a lot better? Willing, I'm also willing to bet there's an elevator that is made that can withstand that type of stuff so they can use it at hospitals. Now, if you're in a, like in a work building, there's probably nothing you can do. you got to take the stairs. Yeah, I can't believe what you said, bro. You said put them in one of them things and let them down. Let's why not? That's that might be the best way, D. Now, now, so, now, now come with time, something professional, Tom. Give me something. Give me your thoughts, Tom. How do you get somebody down that's handicapped or they can't necessarily do it themselves, and it's an emergency and you can't use the elevator? Maybe you're on the thirty-third floor, or maybe you're on the fifth floor of the hospital. How do you get them out? And is that and getting them out is that is that a staff responsibility? Because now am I responsible for all my patients here? Again, I don't know anything from a medical side. So if you medical personnel and you're listening to this, please, in the comments somewhere, answer this question for us. Well, I, I, I just don't see what was wrong with Gary's answer. Exactly. Because <laughs> well, I, I hate y'all, man. I think it, well, the first thing is, so you, you obviously, <laughs> you, you probably <laughs> don't have that sort of contraption set up. But it's, <laughs> so what are you going to say? You're going to say, oh, I'm about to throw all these folks over my shoulders. And just he man walked down thirty three flights of steps. I mean, first of all, that's a big ass hospital. If you got thirty, <laughs> <laughs> that's why I said the fifth floor, bro. That's why I, said <laughs> but, I mean, I'm sure there's protocols for that situation. We'll we'll have to find somebody that's in the medical field and see what they say. But I mean, it's at, at, like, at a certain point, you can only do so much as a because it's not like you got a bunch of nurses and doctors that. Walking around that can squat two hundred pounds. Exactly, he talked about some kid in the damn jersey. I'm so over you, Gary. Yeah, I promise you, I'm over you. So, right. like in a hospital, when the power go out, the power go out. Maybe the elevators are controlled with power. The power go out because they had a storm or a flood or something happened. How do you get them down into safety? Uh, if you're on a time crunch, that's all I wanted to know. So the people out there listening, it'd be great if you can give us like a, like a professional answer. Like if that's in your like handbook or HR, just tell us what the rules are as it relates to that. But go ahead, Tom, what we got? Well, next thing I wanted to talk about, uh, is something that Gary brought up in our group chat about old Shikari, uh, Richardson. Okay. Everybody's mad about her missing the Olympics, and then apparently she went and did this runoff with the 
you know, the, the Jamaican pe- uh, girls that were in the Olympics did. And what did you say, Gary? She finished second to last? I think either second to last or last. It's just... It's ninth. She finished ninth. We're we not saying last because she didn't finish last. Because if she had finished last, they would, she did. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she finished ninth place. But let's make sure we, we get this straight. Shikari Richardson was the sixth. She's the sixth ever. The only problem is... is the guy, the ladies that she's running against is the second and third fastest ever, <laughs> ever. So they're already faster than her. One, Shikari took a month off. Again, I'm not defending Shikari at all. Uh, I'm not defending what she did. I've never in my life did professional track, but I have did track in high school, and I did a little bit, dabbled around in college, uh, but not enough for what I'm saying to be like, uh, professional analysis and you can hold me to it. So I just want to make sure I give you my credentials before I talk about this. So she took a month off, like not competing. Obviously she was still training, but training and competing is completely different. You know that, I know that Gary, and I'm sure you know that as well time through your rec basketball with, you know, your two or three games <laughs> you win a year out of 25. So we all understand that. So with, with her not competing, she ran an 11-1. That's what she ran. When she was the sixth fastest woman ever, which was a month ago, she ran a 10.72. Let me put this in perspective for y'all. The fastest she's ever run was the 10.72. The ladies that she was competing against uh, when she ran this weekend, the fastest ran, one ran a 10.5. So when she says, like, she's going to be back, like, if, even if you're back at a 10.7, that's still going to put you in third place. Still going to put you in third place. Still going to put you in third or fourth place. And it's not even going to be an issue as long as because this girl over in Jamaica, she getting faster. She getting faster and faster as the, the, the track meets go on. So as it relates to Shakari Richardson, I love what she said uh, pre and post interview. Like I completely understood where she was coming from. She's a competitor. She's a warrior. And I like where she is. What I don't like is the fact that people are making fun of her. The only difference between Shakari Richardson. The only difference between Simone Biles, and this is my opinion, y'all can get mad at me, come at me, bro, I'll take it. The difference between Shikari Richardson, Simone Biles, and Asaka is the fact that she pulled out the 200 meters not because she had mental health issues, but because she just wasn't doing well. I respect it. I respect it. She could have easily, with no questions, because at that, at that point in time, you just came in ninth, your mental health is affected. It's 100% affected. There's no, there's nobody out there that's going to tell me because she went into that race thinking that she really had a chance and to come in ninth and to say what she said after, like I applaud her for that. I really do. And, and I applaud her not because uh, she was showing how strong she was, but because she just told her what, how it was. Like, hey, I'm going to be back. This is not a. I, I'm not going anywhere. I'm gonna be back. Yeah, and I, brought, I only brought it up because I thought it was interesting because I saw a bunch of people jumping on her and jumping down her throat and all that stuff, and I just thought it was something that should be brought up and talked about. Like, yeah, she didn't perform well, but who knows how she would have performed at the Olympics? She could have performed differently. And like you said, she hasn't competed in a month. That's the big difference if you're not competing. You're training, all that kind of stuff. Hussein Bolt's lost some races when he wasn't when it wasn't like for the championship. And then he's 
because they say he coached or whatever, he, but he still lost, and then he comes out and shows out. So you got to give her time. She'll get her chances again, and I think the true test will be when she keeps racing and keeps getting back into it, and then she keeps racing them. We'll find out the truth. Like we'll find out if she gets back on track, and that's the thing wow. is. She, I think she'll get back on track now. Will she catch those three? She ain't beating them damn yeah. girls will from Jamaica, catch, bro. She catch those three? Probably not. She's not going to catch those three, bro. They're getting faster. Now she's playing catch-up. Bro, she's playing catch-up. I agree. And But the thing is, even if she raced, would she have beat them three at the Olympics? I don't know because nah, she would have had the nah. PR to do that. Yeah. yeah and that's, it, that's it, a, it's, it's, it's not easy to do that. But – there's only yeah. there's only one one Olympian that I know that PR'd every time he ran basically, and that was the same Bolt and Michael yeah. Phelps basically. They always PR'd. Yeah, because they were they were they were increasingly peaking every time, and he would slow down so he can break his record mm-hmm. because there's bonuses in breaking your record. And I I totally understand. You you play the system, and he did exactly that every time he ran. He was a spectacle, and that's what the lady in Jamaica is right now. I can't think of her name, but she's 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 chasing greatness like she's i mean she's faster than flojo or getting there she's getting there right well what, i mean what you what you got time what you think about this i mean you on the outside <laughs> kind of looking in i mean I, I and when i say on the outside looking in like you I, mean, I don't know if you ran track or if you did you know uh yeah, the field uh, aspect of track and field i, I don't know so right. you got some hidden talent that you didn't want you you hadn't told us. Please let us know. Well, well, let me say this: I've never run track and field. I did almost. I did always want to do one of the field events, but it was uh, during tennis season, and so tennis always came first, and so I wasn't able to. I hate you, bro. I hate you. Bro. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> no, but uh, no, I mean it's just one of those things where it's like you know maybe. Maybe it's kind of what we've talked about, you know, people that are taken away before, you know, while they're too young. So maybe she didn't get her chance to shine in the Olympics. So she had her shine moment, you know, in the trials. So if she if she shines in the trials, goes to the Olympics, he gets like seventh. Where's what what what's happening to her? She's you know, it's like, okay, she was she was a cool athlete that had a moment. Now she's like the face of this uh, you know marijuana smoking for athletes she had her moment people feel like it was taken away and so yeah i don't know maybe they did her a favor by taking her out of the olympics a little bit you know i'm just saying it's it's, it's hey you got you got a point you got a point tom and i normally i don't agree with you on certain things like this but you got a point maybe this was the olympics way of protecting her because I, i i have to say i have to say this though i gotta say this gary she was even surprised what she did when she ran the 100. Nobody was saying Shakari Richardson's name before she just kind of popped up out of nowhere. So for you to say that she will be back, her being back is a 10-7-2, and that's her best. That's not close enough, Gary. It's not close enough. It's close enough to fourth, third maybe. <laughs> so what are we really celebrating here? We celebrate the fact that she's Only when it matters is first. Somewhat competing or we – Exactly. So, are I we know, talking about what do you mean she'll be back? What are we talking about here? We'll see. Yeah. We'll see. We'll see. Well, hey, D, I, I need some advice from you. Okay. What you what you need? So, I am going to visit our good friend Gary Barnage. Oh, oh he's actually coming. Okay. I'm, what? <laughs> I, I need to know. 
Do I need to get Gary to send me the form that I'm going to have to sign to come stay at his house ahead of time? Yeah, do it when you show up. So it's electronic. You sign it on his phone. So he going to tell you, you don't have to read it. Just sign here and he'll, this is literally how it's going to go. You're going to come in, you're going to knock on the door. He going to be like, it's going to already be open, but he ain't going to, like, you ain't going to know that though. So you're going to knock on the door. He going to come to the door and be like, hey, you know, how you doing? He going to be like, yeah, man, just sign right here. Date right here. And he going to be like, what is this? You're going to be like, oh, it's just a standard waiver form. You know, it's no big deal. Like, if you get hurt doing anything or, you know, you go to sleep and you wake up and your butt sore, I have nothing to do with it. Like, it's just normal stuff. And next thing I know, uh, Braden's name has changed to Gary Barnage. No, that's the second one. <laughs> oh, that's the second one. <laughs> Gary Eno or Gary's always got to be the name. <laughs> don't have a choice. It's legal uh, I need. So, 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 give me, give me some advice too. D. What do I need to pack to go to Gary's house? Like, what do well, I need to be ready to do? It's gonna be a thousand degrees at Gary's house. First of all, <laughs> and in the part of Florida that he live in, I'm pretty sure it's the devil's underlining in their underwear that's how high it is where he lives and he's gonna tell you you don't have to worry about alligators he lying it's florida uh don't listen to that lie he's only seen three alligators and my wife see 12 on our way here to his house that's correct i've only seen three all the time he's only seen three but he ain't looking we looking <laughs> um and you're gonna have fun man it doesn't matter what you pack man because gary has everything at his house uh super cool place to stay man um his dog's cool and his dad his dad is really cool man uh that's my favorite well my second favorite what's his what's his dad's name again brian oh he loves it i know i was just with him i was just with him <laughs> and i heard her call his name i heard Demita call his name like a hundred times and i was just like and every time she would call i was like who the hell is that? and i was like oh Dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, you gotta understand we call so i call his dad dad yeah. His, yeah so everybody's dad dad mom oh bro it's so much easier it is so much and when anybody asks me to like who what who dad that's easy mom that's simple but when they say like real name i'm completely lost completely right. again you have to remember he hasn't he just learned how to spell my last name like a year ago i did <laughs> i did I, yeah, it used to be Gary B. <laughs> <laughs> Gary B. Gary, Gary B. brother. Gary. I love it. I love it. Yeah. So just real quick, uh, football season is upon us. I understand we're in the preseason right now. I did. Hold on. I also had my first fantasy draft. Really? I did. Okay. So football season is upon us. If you can pick one team to win it all this year, that's not the Chiefs or the Bucks, who are you taking? Time, you go first. It's gonna be them Carolina Panthers, boys. No, that's not realistic. Why, 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 time? Why? Since you want to be just all belligerent and act like you ain't got no damn sense. So I would say pick a team that's gonna win that you think can win the Super Bowl, other than those two, and then also pick. A team that you think can surprise people. Okay, I'll say this. To, for real, to win the Super Bowl, um, I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. I, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Honestly, I can't, I can't think of anybody except them Carolina Panthers, boys! Hey, I, I, hate really, I hate him. I hate him. What, what, what you, what you got, Gary? You want me to quick. go? Hear me out. 
hear me out. The Panthers are going to have a revamped defense. I think Sam Darnold has potential. I like Sam Darnold. I will not lie there. I think he got the short of his yeah. stick having Adam Gase as his coach. Exactly. That's what I'm about to say. And the weapons that they have around him at wide receiver, running back, that offense should be powerful. And they got a coach. Well, hold on. You said the weapons at running back and receiver. That's the same player. <laughs> no, come on now. <laughs> Don't do that to DJ Moore. Rope your ass. Come on. Man. I know. I'm just. All right. Well, what's y'all's? Because I ain't going to lie. I think the Panthers are a dark horse this I think year. D'Angelo fell asleep. Sorry. I fell, I fell asleep. I'm sorry. I was, I was Go yeah, ahead, Dean. Tell us yours. I, I, I was asleep. I, I'm going to go with the Tennessee Titans. I'm going with the Tennessee Titans because they got Julio Jones. They got a receiving core. They got a somewhat okay quarterback. Their defense is legit. And as long as they got that horse back there running back, it's a chess game on whether or not you're going to play seven or eight in the box and you're doing it against a quarterback that is a game manager, not necessarily a game winner, because he's, they're so ferocious in the backfield. So now they, they got that, that true number one. And I'm not talking about Julio Jones being their true number one. I'm saying that he's going to be a solid number two or three for them if he can play that role, and their defense is solid. So I'm going with the Tennessee Titans. I think they have what it takes to make it to the next level, barring a quarterback don't screw them. As you talk about the Carolina Panthers, Sam Darnold is what Sam Darnold is. I don't give a damn what type of coaching that you have or what kind of team that you put around somebody. If you're good, then you're good. It doesn't matter. I don't agree with that. You're good. I don't agree with that. Yeah, so if if that's you, I, the case, I don't agree with that. You you think that's true? hundred uh, percent. You could no. put Peyton Manning. You could put Peyton Manning. You could put Tom Brady. You could put Drew Brees. You could put. I, can't I, use those guys because they run the offense. I, I hey, I'm just hey. That's the litmus test, baby. If yeah. you gonna be if, Sam if Darnold as a rookie, league, he was told this is the way you got to do things, bro. If, if, if you're game. gonna Patrick Mahomes, Patrick uh, Mahomes, I can keep going. Jo- Josh. Patrick Mahomes had a year off. Josh, the, the quarterback in Buffalo. He did. He didn't do good his first few years, and he, he really turned it I, on. I, I get that, but what I'm saying is, is you're 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 blaming Adam Gaze. Hundred percent. I mean, you're blaming Sam Darnold's downfall on Adam Gaze. We understand yeah. that he's a horrible coach. Correct. We understand that. Sometimes, as a quarterback and as a player, you got to overcome bad coaching. You know that. I know that. We know that. If he couldn't do it, what make you think he gonna do it in Carolina with a college coach with a couple of receivers? Time think that's gonna just light the world up with a quarterback that's never lit the world up. You're gonna put something on him. You you giving this guy this Cam Newton treatment, and he's no Cam Newton. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I think, uh, I think Adam he's Cam Gase, Newton, but but Gase, Adam, that's why. Go ahead, Gary. Gase is just terrible. Adam Gase got his because he was the offensive coordinator for Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning was the offensive coordinator. Adam Gates did nothing but show up. <laughs> and so, he got the, the benefits of it. But if that's the if that's the litmus test, then I, that's who I got to compare Sam Darnold to. If Sam Darnold's not close to what it is that we're talking about in terms of over overcoming I, I'll, I'll that give you, coach. I'll give you, I'll, you, can, you can have that opinion. I say give it a year. And see how he does in the Carolina, and then we'll re- rehash a Sam Darnold conversation. I, I'm not giving him no year. They, they don't give anybody else a year. How long do we need to get acclimated? Well, how long year. does it take? It no, didn't I'm, take Ben Roethlisberger uh, three or four you years have to get Adam acclimated. Gates either. 
Nah, he didn't. You're right. Okay. Enough. You see, you said enough. You said yeah. enough right there. All, so, all I'm saying is I, I don't think that it's going to be the Carolina Panthers, but I'm interested no, to hear I don't think it will be either, who but, you're going to pick, though, because it better not be the Baltimore Ravens. No, I, I would like to say Baltimore. I would like to say Cleveland. I just don't think either one of them can make it past the Chiefs on that side. So, yeah. honestly, I'm going with Aaron Rodgers proving a statement and and, and walking off in the sunset. There's no way. There's no way. There's no way, bro. He was no MVP last way. year for a reason. Uh, I just could see it happening. No and then way, my bro. dark horse no team, way. who I would like to see, who I think is going to surprise a bunch of teams and do decent, is the Chargers. The Chargers. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you my hot take right here. I don't think Green Bay make the playoffs. Oh, I'll take that bet. I, I don't think Green Bay make the playoffs because it's a disgruntled quarterback. Uh, and who's going to shock you this year is going to be the Pittsburgh Steelers. They're going to make it farther oh, than the Green uh, Bay Packers. Because you don't know the work ethic. See, you don't know the work ethic. But I, I, I'm, hey, I like. Put, it, I'll put I like twenty. It. I'll put twenty. Green Bay makes it further than Pittsburgh in the playoffs. Oh, there you go. Twenty. Yep. That good. That good. Okay. <laughs> hey, hey, wait, wait. Speaking of speaking of bets and everything, didn't D'Angelo oh, go? Hold on, hold on. Do you want to do you want to take Carolina? Get we'll get further than Pittsburgh in Green Bay. Do, do you want to throw in there? You want to throw your? Yeah, I got in twenty. Right? I got twenty. All right. Done. Okay. Okay. Pot good. Pot Technically, good. it's forty, but if you lose to both of us, right, but I'm like, well, well, oh, I'm. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, you no, said no, no, that no. good. No, 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 no. The way that, the way that it works, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a sixty dollar pot. Whichever one of those three teams go the farthest, where's the pot? We know Carolina ain't gonna do it. We know exactly. this a wrap. We know this. You, you're not even. You. Thanks for your donation, yeah, thanks, yeah, Thank you. Thanks for, for your donation. <laughs> you just wait. I'm gonna I'm save this podcast. Yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but speaking of bets, I did. We, did we ever hear about uh, how the kids responded to D'Angelo being in practice? Oh, so hey. He didn't get a full chance because we got rained out. So uh, he had a chance to talk to the kids. He didn't do any of it because we got lightning out. So we actually didn't get to do much. So he didn't get to do much with them. Okay. Okay. Dang so it. I, let me make sure I say this, and then I'm gonna be done. Okay, I'm gonna be done. When I first went to Gary's high school, and, and I can't make this up. I'm telling y'all my true thoughts. Y'all can judge me how y'all want to judge me, but this is this is basically how I look at football teams. You're in Florida. Not only are you in Florida, but you you want to compete at Florida schools. Gary and them, when I first came out there to, to coach, and they had three black players, bro. None, like nobody on the coaching staff. I was like, Gary, that's what y'all problem is, bro. Like, you ain't, you ain't got enough flavor on the team. So this is what I was basing that bet on, is what I saw the last time I came. Well, I didn't know they got a whole new coaching staff. I... I think it's like three white people on the team. Now. <laughs> it's completely different. Bro, I was walking past people that look older than me, and I was like, what? He, like, yeah, that's our live. And I'm like, oh, bro, y'all look like a junior college over here. So, <laughs> you feel like so, you're in trouble now, see? Oh, bro, I'm not backing out the bed. I'm just telling you, I'm just letting you know that things have changed since the last time I'd have been to Florida. Either they done put some, some, some booster shots or something in these kids, some B12 shots or putting something in the water, 
or Gary and him being an NFL player is really helping that program over there. <laughs> so Gary, is this, is this Friday y'all's first regular season game, or is that a preseason? It is. It, this Friday is our first. Well, regular I'm gonna be season there, game. ready to. Just are you ready. coming to? Are you gonna go to it? Yeah, I'm going right, to the first. game. So, hey, I'm, I'm gonna be ready to report back to D'Angelo. I, I'm letting. <laughs> I'm letting you know right now, bro. I if. After talking to that running back they got over there, that running back's a grown man, bro. He is a grown man, and I'm pretty sure he's 22. I'm not – I can't – I hey, I'm telling you right now, his voice was super deep. His mustache and beard was thicker than mine, and I'm pretty sure he got three or four kids. But that's not what we're talking about. I'm just letting you know that birth certificates later on will be play a very important role in how his school <laughs> – Go farther, farther, for sure. I will uh, say the kids were disappointed. They did want to talk to Dean and hear from him, but he didn't get a chance to. So yeah. we'll have to reschedule that one. <laughs> yeah. They have well, grew up, though. They grew up big time. Well, like, if they listen I, to uh, the Sedimentary Podcast, they know they might have been spared uh, uh, probably an hour-long sermon. If the <laughs> would- oh, there you go. There you go. Hey, no, it's a, it's you gotta a- understand, it's it's 137 degrees outside. D's not oh. talking longer than 30 seconds. Oh that's man, that's true. all I got for him. <laughs> hey, yeah, we're gonna bring this thing up. We're gonna break it down, and it's over. Like that's that's what we're gonna do in the heat. But it it, it was good luck, really, guys. Bye. Yeah, it it was good going up there seeing Gary and his element. Like he's really taking it serious, and I was impressed with him. I didn't get a chance to tell him this, but I was very impressed with how serious he's taking his, his coaching job. Because the first time I went down there, like linemen and everything would like mess up and he'd be like, shit, man, that's kind of on them, man. They got to get it together. But like we was in meetings and I was just kind of sitting there and like every time somebody would say something wrong, like Gary was taking it personal. I was like, damn, Gary, like, <laughs> ain't even your position. He was like, no, they should know this. And like well, he was going through it. Like he was, I was like, damn, Gary, that was the, the problem impressive. Is, problem is they've been doing it for since January, everything. And I wasn't there for summer workouts. They did all this in summer workouts. I come back and I still learned it quicker. And they've been doing it since January. And I can pick it up in two days. That's what bothers me with that type of stuff because it just shows they're not really trying to learn Gary, it. Gary, you don't get the I hell out of this damn podcast. We're going to end this podcast right here because you trip. You are an NFL athlete. That doesn't come that, with learning. That, that has nothing used to do with to, learning. Just listen, just listen. Yes, it does. You are used to extensive playbooks. And you know in high school, you probably got 12 plays I, that y'all I, run. You, I, y'all I, got about 12 I, plays. Uh, I did have to run, we'll learn four offenses in four years in Cleveland. So, And, and you did an amazing job doing that. And you're going to compare that to a high school playbook? Bro, I was at y'all practice, and I could tell if it was run left, if it was run light, right, or if he was throwing to the right, or if he was throwing to the left. Because high school football is just that slow. And you're going to compare them. Well, so my problem is. You know that they developed that. All all I can base on is how it was when I played in high school. We never had issues learning the plays. We ran the plays. You didn't know. Like, we knew what we were doing. And it didn't take us a full year to learn it. That's all I can base it off of. And the thing is, it's taking guys a full year. That's what that's what would bother me. And like, if they repeat the same, like you said, you know, as a coach, don't repeat the same mistake over and over again. That's Uh, one thing we never did when I played in high school. You did not. You never made the same mistake. Yeah, Gary was all offended and shit in the meetings. I'm like, bro, he don't know the answer. (laughs) He keep giving you the same wrong answer for 
eight months prior, all every day, basically. So I, I sat back, I watched it, and I was just like, oh, Gary is serious this year. Like, either he's serious this year, I didn't see this side of Gary. Like, he got upset, like, hey, that's the wrong call. Gary was making the calls. And, like, Gary is, like, the – he's not even the lineman coach, but he know all the lineman calls because he's working the tight ends. He know all the calls. Like, Gary was out there, like, getting in his, like – uh stance and showing them how to pass block i was just like damn and like he engaging like this is I, gary has really developed into like a fine coach here you so you like got a future been, you act like you've never been on afwb camp with me where we coach i, I have it's different <laughs> and, and and let me make sure i let everybody know this when we do the camps uh outside of the country we we do them and we go through like a fine tooth comb we make sure that we don't assume that they know what's going on. We make sure that they know what's going on. Where when you're in the States, we just we, we assume that you know what's going on. Whereas Gary's not – you had that assume uh, when, we, when you first started coaching. And I could tell because I could see the difference now because when they don't know it, like, you're really agitated about it. Like, hey, man, like, you're really taking it serious. And that's why I was like, damn. Like, Gary's, like, invested. Like, he really – he wants to win. Like, he's a coach coach. And that's what I wanted to say that I was proud of, man. That like you, you feel like you're taking the series, even if you lying to me, keep lying to me because you're doing a good job. <laughs> that is so. You know what? That is a heart warm, uh, heartwarming moment that we should end this podcast on. I am so proud of D'Angelo. You were able to say something nice to Gary. Now, Gary, you know what? Say something nice back to D'Angelo. Say something nice that you think about D'Angelo. Hey, D, did you know time's finally coming to visit me after five years? Yeah, I, I don't believe it because he ain't got there yet. He told me he was coming to visit me. He was in town and still didn't come see me. He did that twice to me. He came to Jacksonville yeah, twice I, I and ignored me. In town is relative. In town, four hours away from you, D'Angelo. I'm just saying, bro, you, I, I'm going to tell you what you did, man. You gassed me up premium. Like when gas was high, he gassed me up like we're going to come down here. He gave me like a full schedule when he was going to come. You're going to hold the baby. You're going to. Oh, all man. All of, yeah. You're going to see the he, baby. Like he, he, bought us, he, he, bought he bought us tickets for uh, Carowinds and everything. He had the family pass. Man, I'm talking about, hey, all that. And he no, no show, no call. And I was like, damn, did he is he all right? I text him like, hey, man, you OK? <laughs> He was like, oh, yeah, man, I'm okay, man. How you doing? Like, oh, you just going to act like nothing? Like, you just didn't so, ditch your whole schedule? I don't know if that's better or worse. I at least got a text saying, hey, I'm not coming to see you. I don't know if that's yeah. good or not. And he was only uh, 45 minutes away. Like, I didn't have a ride down there, first of all. But second of all, you just – He acts like Uber doesn't work in this yeah, area. Yeah. And actually, actually, in that area where my uh, my uh, friend that lives there, he lives in Amelia Island, they actually don't have Uber there. Like, you have to take a taxi. Okay. Well, what's with all these excuses, bro? Either you could do it or you can't. So are you going to visit Gary or is this like you setting him up like okay. you gas so feed the real one thing time? is, The real thing is I asked Gary to say something nice about you, and you see how he diverted to something yeah, else. I was talking about like, 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 nice like four things say. nice about him. Everything nice to say about D'Angelo. <laughs> I like his wristband. <laughs> there you, you go. <laughs> Thank you. There it is. There it is. Who wins the shirt competition today? Uh, I'm gonna say, it looked like Gary. Gary, who do you have on your shirt, bro? Ken Griffey. Oh, Ken the Griffey. It's, it's, it's tough for you to uh, beat Gary with that shirt. Gary. You got to understand. I'm pretty sure if we kept the, the competition, I'm winning like 37 to like two right now. It's well, that's because, you know, I never wear a shirt while we're podcasting. 
<laughs> I know because you don't we don't show your face, so exactly. you, you don't have to. But if you exactly. ever did, I'm nominating you. Uh huh. So because I right. have to recycle shirts, I'm not. I don't. I don't have to recycle. Oh, you don't. You have not seen my closet. If you think I have to recycle shirts, <laughs> well, <laughs> why do you always wear the same Will Smith shirt? Well, hey, because you know you gotta know the greatness. You know you gotta know the great ones. <laughs> But we appreciate you guys tuning in to another episode of the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. We'll be back. I might be live. No, I think I, – I don't know. I was going to say, I'm not going to be – no, I'm not still going to be in Jacksonville. Never mind. At first, we talked about possibly live streaming the podcast, but um, I have to leave before then. So we'll I be thought back you was, I week. thought you was going to live stream these lies that you was about Hello, to – I'm glad you corrected it. I'm glad you corrected yourself that time. <laughs> we'll be back next week with another episode of Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast. We out! Hold up, hold up, hold up, time. Uh, what? Time. I we didn't talk about the 40. We it, it's only fitting that we talk about the 40. Gary ran the 40, guys. Ladies we and gentlemen. About that last week. Yes. I know he I, I only want to say this. I because I, I really want y'all. Mute. Ah! <laughs> and that is the episode. Thank y'all for listening. Uh we will t- see you next week. Appreciate it. <laughs> You gotta say we out, Gary. That's how you turn it off. Say we out. We out. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to the Cinnamon and Sugar Podcast featuring D'Angelo Williams and Gary Barnage. You are now listening to 